Montgomery County, Maryland is where businesses go to be next. Home to a highly skilled, diverse workforce, a thriving business community, competitive incentives, and more. MoCo will help transform your business. Visit bnext.thinkmoco.com to see how we can help you be next. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name's Deborah Hatswell and you're listening to BBR Investigations. Let's catch up on some new cases that have come into BBR over the last few months. Our first two cases were followed up by BBR investigators. They went out to the site of the event and spoke to the witnesses themselves. I will also be sharing a number of new reports and if you're interested in investigating any of them, just let me know in the comments section below or by email. Tonight, we will hear from Dr. Mack from County Antrim in Northern Ireland. And we'll also hear from Rich Wakeley, who's from Yorkshire in England. BBR investigator Dr. Mack has a particular set of skills that makes him unique, not only for the UK, but also globally. He's a tracker, an outdoorsman, and he's been tracking and listening to local reports of wildlife in different regions of the world for a number of years. And we will be sitting down and recording an interview this month so we can hear more about his research. He recently contacted me via email with a case he has heard whilst making inquiries into the possibilities of a big cat in the upland areas of Northern Ireland where he's now based. Dr Mack said, I'm a British-born Metis Indian Aboriginal from Canada, so tracking and outdoors activity has been a staple for me since I was a kid. And to be honest, I can say this is pretty much hardwired. I do some tracking in the local county Antrim area of Northern Ireland where my kids are being raised. And we track and report the local pine martin and other wildlife as a learning exercise for my kids, which we post on our YouTube channel if we get permission. I work at the university in Belfast, so I meet a lot of different people in different fields. And I was talking to a lady I know who was involved with animals of sorts, I told her about my little spare time hobby of tracking and documenting a potential predator, likely a big cat, across the region that I live in. So she shared a story of her own, which she surprised me. This lady lives in County Down near the mountains of Morn, close to the border with the Republic of Ireland. And she'd often drive home late at night without incident. But one night on the Cabra Road near Kilcoe, she was driving home around midnight when something ran across the road in front of her car. Her first impression was that she was seeing a pair of very tall, hairy legs and she could see them in the headlights. The legs ran halfway across the road, hesitated in the car lights, turned to go back before completing its journey across the road and into the fields beyond. 
She described the thing as looking like the legs of a certain type of puppet from back in the day. She told me it unnerved her so much that she had difficulty sleeping for some time afterwards. The crazy thing was, it was just legs. So when I suggested if there were legs, it must also have a body too, then she became unnerved again and she said, then it must be huge, about 10 to 12 feet tall if it had a body too. It was the way she opened up to my tracking stories, Dr. Max said. It's like she wouldn't have otherwise, but she spoke with real emotion and conviction, which made me think she was really serious. Now I've found some strange stuff here and elsewhere myself, and as an academic, I've got to keep an open mind. But this was the sort of thing that made me actually stop and ask myself whether there could be something in this. With respect, Dr. Mack. I will, of course, keep you informed of any updates from Dr. Mack. I'll be interviewing him um, over several hours because he's kindly allowed me to share his research and methods of collection with us. I'll also be interviewing a chap from the Peak District who was stalked by a large cat as he works on the railway line. We have been inundated with large cat reports, so I'll be sharing a compilation of those reports also. We have some very exciting projects lined up here at BBR and I'm sure you will enjoy them. But back to tonight's podcast. Our next case tonight came in during 2020, and it's been investigated by BBR investigator Rich Wakeley, who lives in the Yorkshire area of the UK. Rich contacted me and asked if I had any cases close to him that needed investigating. I had a case quite close to him, and Rich spoke to the witness's father, who was able to give us an exact location of the event. A report of a tall human figure that crossed a clearing in front of a schoolboy came into BBR during December of 2020, which sadly coincided with restrictions on travel in the UK. I was unable to get out to the scene or to speak to the witness myself due to these restrictions. Thankfully, this month, BBR investigator Rich Wakely spoke to the witness's father, Stuart, and asked some pertinent questions, which gives us more detail on the figure and the event itself. Here is the report as I received it, and then we can look at the investigation report from Rich. I would like to make a report about a young boy who saw a strange figure striding into the trees on the golf course. My youngest son is a pupil at the grammar school at Leeds, situated in North Leeds. The school is surrounded by countryside, close to a large reservoir and many small woods. During games on Thursday the 10th of December 2020, my son saw a figure striding across the field. He estimated it was around two football pitches away. The thing that got his attention was the speed in which the figure crossed the field. It took around five to ten seconds, he estimates, to clear the pitch before disappearing into the trees between the field and a local golf course. It wasn't just the speed of the figure, though. My son said the figure cleared it in very few steps, and he stressed it wasn't running. It just had huge strides. By way of a size comparison, a few minutes after the striding figure was seen, a person crossed the field, and it took them much longer to cover that distance. I asked a few questions, trying to press him for more details, such as what was it wearing, etc., but he said it was too far away, and it just looked like a dark figure. Stuart said, obviously this is somewhat vague, I know, though I should point out that my son is alert and very bright for an 11-year-old. 
There is certainly not enough detail to really suggest that this was a cryptid, but it's definitely got my son's attention. He thought something was very unusual and it stuck in his mind. Now that I think of it, he said, the school's only a few miles from areas you would be well familiar with, Deb, because they have wildman sightings and reports, such as Boston Spa and, of course, Bremen, which is mostly fields and countryside between there and here. It does make me wonder. He said, I've included a Google Earth shot to show where this happened. The yellow circle is where my son was playing football, and the red oval shows where he saw the figure travelling from the left of the oval to the right of the trees. Stuart. An investigation report was made, as I said, by BBR investigator Rich Wakely, and that took place on the 14th of October 2022. He said, I contacted Stuart and spoke to his son via email. There were a couple of points I wanted to clarify, so I asked Stuart and his son some questions that I felt would help to explain what the young boy saw that day. The first question I asked was, did the tall figure that you saw look human? Was it a humanoid shape? Was there anything unusual about it? Did it look hunched over slightly or did it have longer arms than a normal person? Our witness said it was human shaped but taller and wider with longer arms relative to the body than a human male and it was covered in brown fur. Its head was slightly forwards. Rich asked, did anybody else see the figure that you saw? And our witness said, uh, no, I was alone when I saw the figure. I did not think anyone else had seen it. Rich went on, what does your son think it was that he saw? And our witness said, I don't know what he was. I didn't see enough of it to know. Rich closed off the report with his statement after a review of the area the creature was seen. He said the main thing that got our witness's attention was the speed it was moving at and how quickly it covered the distance without running. It was just striding across the field. The witness was able to compare this to the people he saw in the same area before and after the event. He saw people about five minutes before he saw the figure striding and some five minutes after this also. But realistically, he says he can't remember that detail. I have attached pictures of the area where the figure was seen. The area is situated between a golf course and private farmer's fields. The creature must have walked between them and the golf course as the course has many people playing throughout the day. It's so hard to imagine how this boy felt and I have to applaud Dr Mac and Rick for actually going out of their way to help people. It's just when the little boy saw that figure striding across the field, he'd have been puzzled and confused no doubt and I have to applaud Stuart's father for taking his son's account seriously and for making the report on his behalf. Being a child witness has a pressure that adult witnesses don't have to deal with. You are believed far less if you are a child. Your experience will be put down to your imagination, your level of maturity, or in my case, a need for attention. The witness in our next case was a very young girl and she was confronted by a sight most adults would run screaming from. The old road organ, meaning old red eyes in English, is a bad-tempered giant black dog with red eyes, sharp teeth and speed. It has the intelligence and strength. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of a wolf, and it's feared for its uncontrollable anger. Witnesses of the Rogan said that they see a large naked man running away after trying to steal a child from their bed. One of them was shot and he was seen to change immediately into a large black dog. I would love the witness in this case to get back in touch with me. She made this report by a comment on YouTube. So I'm unsure which area her experience happened in. I'd shared a case in the southwest of the UK where something was seen running across the road and hiding in the bushes. The figure moved fluidly and had red eyes. This was the report the young lady commented on, and she went on to explain. I saw the old road organ when I was five or six years old. I was in bed, and I got up, and I went downstairs for a drink of water in the middle of the night. I had a scary feeling I couldn't shake. I got my drink, and when I went to go up the stairs, I heard a clear growl. The growl came from behind my back, and something touched me. It felt like it scratched my leg. I turned around so fast and I saw this massive black dog with pointy ears and glowing red eyes for the quickest split second ever. It happened so fast. It felt like I flew up the stairs because I ran so fast up to my dad's room. I was hysterical. I was crying, was hyperventilating, shaking, barely able even to tell my dad what happened. I remember what happened like it was yesterday. Such a clear image in my head that will never leave my mind. Our next few reports take place in the Midlands on the outskirts of Cannock Chase. One of the oldest reported sightings in the area happened on the Shropshire Canal. The first being in 1879 when a man riding his horse home was attacked by a man monkey as he crossed the bridge over the waterway. The huge creature was seen again in 2002 and was described as a huge black hairy monkey by a man on a boating holiday with his family. A gentleman contacted me via email and he's a regular listener to my podcast and he had a couple of cases he thought might be of interest to me. I will also be interviewing him about the sightings I'm going to share with you now in depth and his own personal experience that he's had there. I have a couple of reports that I think might be of interest to you, Deb. Firstly, I decided to share this one particular interview report with you as it happened on the canal, just other side of Penford Nature Reserve. And the witness was while camping behind a canal side wall that was surrounded by some large pipes. The way the pipes were set up meant they had stone at the bottom of them and metal bars on top of which two were missing. When he was camping there, he saw something really weird. As it was December, the trees were mostly bare of leaves and the witness said he could see 
straight across the lane above the canal, and from there he could partially view two individuals at first, from what he eventually worked out was a group of five people. He sat watching the strange figures up until they left, and he saw the five people get into two vehicles. He said he could clearly see flickering flames, and he distinctly heard the fluttering of wings, as well as, disturbingly, simultaneous chanting in what he said was a language he did not know, but he was sure that it was not English. When he climbed out and went up the lane and down the dirt track, he said he found five ducks that were positioned in a sort of circle that all had their heads removed. They were placed feet together, wings down flat against the body, and the necks all pointed outwards, except one that was upside down compared to the others. Then a strange coincidence happened. I got an email on Friday from a lady who lives just five minutes walk from the canal and she had her own experience to share. She explained that she was crossing the canal bridge, which is about 10 minutes walk from the Penford Nature Reserve, where the strange robe figures were seen. It was one night in January when she was there and she saw what she described as a monkey sort of man thing, which jumped down the side of the bridge to the canal side. She was really shocked and she said about 20 seconds later she clearly heard again what she described as an evil demonic sounding exaggerated moan and laughter that just had a horrible feeling to it. I will of course bring you more on these reports in full. Not too far from the canal mentioned is the Midlands town of Rugeley and it's a place that already has a Wolfman report or two. A new sighting report was recently made by a YouTube listener when he shared his experience that took place in 2013. The report was made by Cryptage Roost and he said, I live in Staffordshire, around 10 to 15 miles from Cannock Chase. It's well known in these parts that there's not only werewolf dogman in the chase, but also supposedly a black-eyed kid. Looking back on things... I used to cycle one of the main roads late at night through the chase coming back from work. This was back in 2013 when I worked at Amazon. I used to hate cycling there. Back then, I knew there was supposedly a big cat in the area and that used to totally freak me out. I remember one night while cycling down the road, I was going towards Stafford and an owl started hooting and it was so sudden it freaked me out. Then to make things worse, it seemed like it was following me. As periodically, I could still hear the owl. Whether it was there as a protector, I mean, mythology says as much, or whether it was trying to call in the big cat or dogman for a two-wheel snack, I don't know. As soon as I could, I got out of there. He went on to add, On the outskirts of the chase, there is, if memory serves me correctly, a German military cemetery. It's rumoured that this is where the werewolf or dogman is supposed to be residing. I know a few years back, some guys tried to do a sort of ghost hunt there and they also heard these rumours. And at some point, they heard a loud howl and they got out of there fast and they were totally, totally scared. I don't think there's a season goes by here in the UK without another strange report being made by visitors to Cannock Chase. It's a well-known paranormal and cryptid hotspot. It's not alone, though, in being a place in the UK where beast resides. There's lots of hotspots. On the lonely moor of Dartmoor, the stories of a horrible beast that roams there go back hundreds of years. 
Farmers in the area suffer livestock losses every year. I had an account coming um, and it was shared and it said, my family used to picnic on Dartmoor back when I was a kid until I was about five. One time we were having a picnic and my mother started screaming at us all to run. And I mean run. She urged us back to the car. We left all the picnic food and supplies there and just fled. To this day, I have no idea why we had to run and my mother wouldn't tell us what it was at the time. I remember it so vividly, the fearing of ice and making us jump over this little stream instead of finding a mound over it near the road. There are definitely strange things on the moors. To add, my mother was as tough, no-nonsense mother who rarely got scared of anything. I don't know what she saw, but it would have been something she saw as a threat to us kids. It's strange thinking back, because when I was seven, my dad suggested we should have a picnic in a hilly field by the roadside. And as we did, the cows started walking up the hill towards us. And after a while, we then spotted the bull behind them. My mum told us to run fast to the gate, but it wasn't the same voice or level of fear that she'd had on Dartmoor. And my parents on that occasion quickly packed our belongings and followed on quickly behind us. My mother wasn't scared by the cows. I have no idea which part of Dartmoor Deb we were in. We were living in Plymouth back then, and it would have been around 83, 84. And I remember that it was a totally open area for what seemed like you could see for miles. There were no trees, just grass, heather, and shrubs and moss. We'd reached the little stream ditch thing, then we had to jump over it, about 10 or 15 metres from the car. And there was this little mound over the stream about 50 metres further along. And we'd walk over to get where we'd sat initially. But we ran in a straight line back to that car to get there quicker. Dad on one side of the stream, mum on the other, throwing and swinging us kids over one at a time. The stream was only about a metre wide. It had a steep, mossy grass edges, but our little legs were too small to jump over it. Dad was running too, but I'm not sure if he knew why. And my dad would never normally run. I wonder what our witness's mother saw that day. I mean, there are a lot of different kinds of creatures on Dartmoor. And there are several areas with high paranormal activity levels too. She could have witnessed anything from a big cat, the beast of Dartmoor, or something so scary she refused to discuss it. She'd not be the first person to do that after an experience that changed them. Last month, I recorded a podcast about the Scorby Wildman, also known by the witness as the Brig Bogman. The witness in that case also felt his life was changed forever when he saw a wild man cross the road in an area of Lincolnshire in 94. After the podcast went public, I was contacted via YouTube by a listener to the show who had a strange, oppressive feeling not too far from the area that the wild man was seen. The witness said, I've just found your YouTube channel and I subscribed. Your latest video on the Brig Bogman was fascinating to me. As a boy, my dad's sister lived in Winterton, just up the road from Scorby. Twice a year, we'd travel up from London to visit her. Now, I never saw anything on those journeys, but in a weird way, I knew something about those fields and dark lanes was just not right. We visited regularly in the 70s. I was around seven or eight but I couldn't explain the fear and oppressiveness I felt in that area. I would feel it particularly at night when we'd go out to visit our relatives. 
I'd be so scared as a boy, I'd lie down in the back of our car so as not to look out of the window. All these years later, listening to these reports makes me understand that it was not me being daft. That feeling was real. I've spoken to several witnesses over the years who were children when their experience happened, and several of them were in the back seat of the parents' car when the event took place. I remember one chap in the Midlands who described what he said was the beast of stone. He was in the back seat and he could clearly see the figure as it watched the car drive by. Another witness was also in the back seat of the car when her father slammed on the brakes in Carrot Maybow and jumped out of the car after seeing a strange figure run off into the trees. And then there's a terrifying account from a young girl who saw what she described as a bat-winged monkey bird. Sadly for her, it visited on two other separate occasions as she was growing up throughout life, and she's never really had an understanding of why. I think we expect children to fear the unknown. I think that's we allow that, you know, that's something that we expect. However, we're not so forgiving when the witness is an adult. People often tell me how they would have acted if they'd been me all those years ago, you know, what they would have done, how they would have gone about things. Given the gift of hindsight, it's one thing. Acting on primal fear is something entirely different. I've spoken with ex-military personnel who were still struggling with an event they had and they have found it really hard to not only share the event but to share it with people who second-guess your actions it's just downright frustrating for me. How hard must it be for a serving soldier, a policeman or something like that when they are confronted by a creature? In June of 2021, one of our BBR investigators shared a report with me, um, but we have to keep the area anonymous due to privacy reasons. Our witness in this case has a sensitive job and publicity would not be welcome. The witness's job is to carry out close protection security on a big shooting estate. I shall refer to him as IH for the purposes of this report. IH said, I was contacted by a fellow investigator this week who shared his experience with me. He explained that he and his colleague had seen something strange whilst at work on the estate. This happened around 10pm. They were both on patrol that night and were driving through the woods nearest to the lake when this black thing kind of slivered or crawled across the road in front of them and then it disappeared under a hedge. The witness assured me that he's familiar with all British wild animals. He says he's never seen anything like this before or in the way that it moved. He says he even had a job to clearly describe it because the event is still playing over and over in his mind. It was around five to six feet long. It was a solid black colour. He said he isn't too keen on patrolling that area anymore as he aren't always doubled up and he often has to go out alone. He says he doesn't know what it was that he saw. It's nothing like anything he's seen before. It might be worth noting that one of the other guys who works there saw a solid black cube on one of the bridges last year which his torchlight wouldn't penetrate. All these guys are ex-military and they have all seen action but this event still puzzles them. I would imagine it would. There's um, an account that springs to mind in um, Cheshire 
where there's a guy in a Land Rover, he works on the uh, big estate there, kind of similar setup. And he described what he saw as crawling across the road on its belly. He'd kind of caught it in the headlights of his Land Rover. It sounds very similar to what these guys have seen. In our next case tonight, we visit the beautiful country of Wales. A couple out walking with a dog in North Wales saw a figure you could see through earlier this year. Our witness initials are AR. Hi, Deb. I was in a forest in North Wales with my wife and our dog. It was in the late spring of 2022. I was just standing on the trail looking up and down the path when I noticed something large that was roughly around five feet high and it moved silently out of sight behind some bushes. I saw it in my peripheral vision and there was no one else around as anywhere. I'm usually out here alone, no people around. I didn't recognise it as an animal or a human I'd normally see outside. As soon as I noticed the figure, my dog started whining whilst continuously staring the way the figure went and he immediately backed up towards me, straight into my legs, which made me realise that we were both definitely saw something because he doesn't do that when he sees a normal person. If I had to describe what I saw, I would say it looked like a smoky, transparent figure to me. And like I said, there was no sound at all as it moved. But the feeling of the area definitely changed after that. I was going to go down take a closer look, but my wife didn't want to stay there after I'd told her what I'd seen and how the dog had acted. I will go back there again sometime to see if I can see anything. But hopefully I don't. I hope you've enjoyed these cases tonight. Tomorrow I'll be filming a TV show based on British witnesses to cryptids and the unexplained. And we'll have people talking about their experiences on camera for the first time. I will, of course, keep you updated on this project and the many others that I've got planned for the next 18 months. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I am grateful every week when you do. And I'll be back next week at the same time. Good night, everyone.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.